right, welcome everyone. We are live now for the fifth episode of the Vendi Expert Talk, and we have here with us Sébastien Bourget. Uh, Sébastien Bourget, I should say, uh, French, and he is the COO and co-founder of Sandbox. So we have a lot of interesting questions to pick his brain. Uh, but first, I wanted to say that this is new tool that we are testing. So we are live streaming on YouTube. We're live streaming on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and we're also sharing the link on our Discord. But if you want to ask questions, you can still do so. You can um, put your questions in comments and we will see the questions for Sebastian popping up here. Um, and if you can't assist this, um, this talk, then we will also share it on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. So once it's recorded, we will share it there. Um, welcome, Sébastien Bourget, founder and CEO at The Sandbox. I'll pick your brain on everything Metaverse related today. Feel free to explain this with your project, um, The Sandbox. But first, let's start about you. What's your background in life and what's your background in crypto and blockchain? Hey, hey it's a pleasure to be with you for this fifth episode. Um, so um, I'm... 36 years old, uh, married, two kids, have been uh, an entrepreneur with an engineering background for 14 years, together with my business partner, Arthur Madrid. Uh, we co-founded uh, companies mostly in tech. Um, we spent the last 10 years as well into mobile gaming with our previous uh, game studio, which has been acquired by Animoca Brands in 2018. And the past uh, four years, essentially building the sandbox uh, metaverse, which is um, which we're going to talk a lot about today, and I suppose um, I entered crypto and blockchain around the around 2017. I got really interested into Bitcoin and all aspects of like the protocol and mining. And then toward the end of 2017, I discovered the first NFTs uh, with uh, crypto kitties essentially, and that's where like we really had that. Uh, like haha moments, you know, yeah. like uh, how we could uh, actually use this technology and apply it with one of our leading products, which was uh, like back then uh, mobile, the sandbox, but on mobile um, and enable the creators, the users who build the content, who contribute to the content that made the success of our game. Uh, to actually own uh, their creation. So we had that idea from the very beginning, like how do we enable anyone to make their NFTs to become an NFT creator themselves? And, and that's uh, how it all started for this new version of Sandbox that uh, use NFTs to empower players, creators to make to monetize their free assets and games. Yeah, cool. Awesome. And... Um... Should we say, how, how did you come up with the idea of creating the sandbox? Because, of course, you were working in um, in gaming since since a long time and in mobile gaming um, and also very much interested in, in everything crypto and NFT related. But how did you really come up with that idea of, I'm going to create a metaverse, I'm going to call it the sandbox, and it's going to be pixelated or voxelated, I should say, um, and playable with NFTs? Because, yeah, you were very early with that idea, um, if, I, if I can say so. Yes, well, you know, things are like uh, progressing over time. Like you dive into technology, you think like how that technology can really match and solve problems. Uh, and because you are at the center of those problems, you understand what they are. And that's, I believe, like 
of what happened to us. Like we've been for 10 years into user-generated content. We were able to turn players into creator, just like making content by the touch of their finger on the mobile screen. We also had this struggle, like how do we reward them? How do we incentivize even more creator and allow them to potentially make a revenue through uh, this creator economy? Um, and that was not uh, doable on the platform by then. Mm-hmm. Also, we look at, right, Sandbox has been a significant success with 40 million installs, but at the same time, how what, what were we missing uh, because we haven't been able to grow a success like um, Minecraft or Roblox, who started earlier than us, but were able to grow to uh, 200 plus million active users, etc. And it came out to us that we were missing, like, really being 3D, being multiplayer. And to add to that, like, okay, if we have that, if we become 3D and multiplayer, mm-hmm. is there anything else? Like, are we going to comp? What other elements are we going to compete with? Like, what's the value proposition? And are we going to offer better graphic? Is it really better graphic that uh, users are looking for here, or there's something more important that we can solve or, or like be disruptive? And we found that it was more like the primary idea that even in those very centralized uh, UGC platform, creators were also not really making a revenue from the content they do, they build, mm-hmm. spend time and engage with. Uh, and so like we thought like the, the true disruption will not come from the graphic, but more from like the business model. And the business model would be that we'll put users first by enabling them to truly own the content uh, they make on the platform allowing them to uh, sell it, to transfer it to other users on our marketplace, but also on other marketplaces, and mm-hmm. really uh, embrace the idea of like being decentralized, giving governance, uh, meaning decision to the users who are building this world. And further along, we've refined those concepts uh, over time as we are building the product, building uh, with the community feedback as well, since our tools, our creation tools are now out in beta for close to two years uh, and um, offering and adapting as well on how the market is moving to uh, recently in 2021, for example, like embrace and enable more external creators to, to use Sandbox as the place, the virtual world where their own community could thrive through interoperability and making it and shaping it to our direction of like a large open metaverse where every community can engage, have fun, play, create stories, uh, create events, and much more. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, you said a lot of things um, where I want to dive deep, deeper on. Um, like the topic of this talk is new opportunities in the open NFT metaverse or the open metaverse. Um, in, in your definition, what is a metaverse and um, what is an open metaverse compared to a closed one? You were talking about interoperability. Um, what, yeah, what's your definition about or on metaverses? Absolutely. Well, for us, the definition of a metaverse is essentially like a set of uh, digital parallel universes where us human beings would be able to uh, engage, participate through an avatar who will be a virtual representation of ourselves. And that means that we we can do 
a lot of experiences ranging from gaming, from uh, fashion shows, from uh, living into virtual houses, um, participating into virtual concerts, uh, visiting art galleries, museums, etc. Yes, that's one of the ideas. There's many more things, obviously. Uh, all of that through a 3D character that will become our identity and represent ourselves across all those multiple experiences. Um, and we're building that uh, metaverse to be open, meaning that we want users to own the digital asset they create or they earn through gameplay. We want users to uh, own their currency, the utility token of the platform uh, send, and use it for governance uh, as okay. well as an access token and users to own their identity through avatars and hence being able to transport that identity in other virtual world, use their assets into other virtual world, whether they were made in sandbox, use them into other apps or made uh, anywhere else and use it in sandbox, monetize it as well. The, and also like our experience, our background in gaming for 10 years, we've been working with many brands in the past and we thought like, Involving, even though we believe like the metaverse will be 99% built by users, you need, you need a lot of content and hence you need a lot of people and jobs to populate those experiences if you do not want to end up into an empty world. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yes, involving brands, involving IPs uh, is also a way to bring culture into that virtual world, to bring attractivity uh, and bridge between the physical and the virtual world so that uh, like more people can be interested into joining me too. Awesome. Yeah. Um, big fan of the definition. Uh, I, I wrote it down here. Um, and like, okay, you're combining a lot of different uh, things together in the sandbox and doing that extremely well. Um, like combining the gaming aspect, combining the partnership aspect, combining um, the business model, the tokenomics with the sand token, the NFTs, the creator part, your marketing towards like you have three groups of um, of people, the players, um, the, the the builders, and then also the brands. What, like in your opinion, what is the what were the biggest challenges for you to build um, this metaverse uh, in the past two years? There's many challenges, obviously. Um, first of all, the like the amount of uh, work it represents, uh, like the quantity of uh, content to be produced uh, and, and the tools to develop to build out. So our approach has always been to go content first and to go content first. We have first to provide the tools to create that content, tools that uh, are Vox Edit, our 3D editor, modeling tool, animating tool as well, marketplace, the game maker, which is no code. So all of that require to develop all of that requires engineering uh, to make tools that are accessible to a lot of people and. Uh, um, that's something that we're proud of because it, we've demonstrated that those tools can attract thousands of artists, thousands of creators who already made like literally a uh, great amount of content that's available on the marketplace or on the game maker gallery. And uh, we'll we'll get we'll talk more about the, the tool and the impact they are, but that they are important piece, but they require a good amount of engineering and experience in the space. Uh, setting up a direction as well, like it's not because we promise to create a world that's user-generated content with token and NFT that it's all going to happen by itself. Like you require really to 
and before you make it decentralized, we tend to try to shape a direction mm-hmm. so that inspire others. And because others are then be, being inspired, they will continue uh, going on and there's a certain quality standard in place. Yeah, so that's super interesting. Um, Most DAOs today or decentralized um, organizations, they they, they like of a, a vision and a direction to go to. And with the sandbox, you really like first created the sandbox, uh, first had the NFTs and then the token, if I'm correct. And now you're then stepping more and more to the decentralized environment. Is that is that correct? Progressively, it's coming. Yes, like, like uh, the total land. Uh, we sold about 60% of the map, so uh, there's already 60% of the land into the end of the users. Sand as well, uh, over the next three years, will be 100% in the end of users. And the, the DAO will be in place next year to enable meaningful decision by the community into the world and more. But ba- back to the question of challenge, uh, beyond like yeah. uh, building and engineering, I think like time is the next challenge. Uh, essentially, mm-hmm. it takes time to, to build great things. It's only uh, three years we're building, and we're uh, we have to catch up rapidly with versus like uh, existing centralized virtual world that uh, have been out there for 10, 15 years, sometimes more, 25 years for for the oldest. They have large amount of uh, active users, and they are unfortunately all pushing for. Uh, and to, you you hear, you hear it every day in the news now, like Mark Zuckerberg, Tim Sweeney, or uh, yeah. David Bisuski, the CEO of Roblox. They all talk about metaverse, pushing a, a vision of like a closed economic environment, uh, fully controlled yeah. by their entity, but that the mainstream will will just absorb as this. So so that's kind of like an urgency from us to be able to to to, to offer like competitors that's really um, on par with those products as soon as possible and not in 10 years from now uh, to 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 stand out okay yeah interesting and and now <laughs> i had that question written down here when do you expect the sandbox to to go live for the mainstream public is this will this be in the coming months or years Yes, it's uh, definitely uh, good news. Uh, like the team is really working almost day and night now at preparing our fir- the launch of the first alpha season, which will be yeah. really um, the entry point for users to participate into uh, social activity, the main hub, and, and try out what a play to earn season will be in Sandbox. Um, and we'll have many activities. First of all, it there will be a certain number uh, guaranteed access to a certain number of landowners uh, through yeah. who will get passes, but there will be also possibility for anyone to, to get extra passes through social engagement. And as they engage with um, the season itself, they will uh, earn a, they will earn NFTs and send uh, over a 20 plus day uh, event, yeah. uh, which uh, Oh, sorry, almost a four weeks long event, which I think will be a great showcase of the possibility, basically. Like now, like we show it once with Sandbox and, and imagine like then giving those tools to any creators so they can make in the future their own play to earn season on, into their land. That's really uh, where we are going at into next year. Okay, okay, great. So it's um, 
it's it's going to be somewhere next year that it will be open for a uh, for public or for mainstream yeah yes as soon as the first experience are being built and ready to yeah. be published and uh, incorporate those elements of season or nft ticketing uh, to gate access to the land plus the reward system to create motivation uh, yeah. and play to earn prices i think uh, we'll have all the ingredients in place for the right engagement, the right fun uh, to to let landowner open their experiences. Okay, cool. Um, now a question for if, if anyone outside the blockchain industry is listening to the stream, and um, I, I know that often those persons are thinking, why the hell do you build this on blockchain? Because you're making it yourself very complex to build stuff on blockchain with transactions, etc. Um, so what would your answer be um, to them on why the sandbox is being built on the on the blockchain? So we're getting less and less uh, this question, actually. <laughs> like uh, four years ago, <laughs> like uh, maybe people were a little bit more skeptical about like yeah. what's the value add of like true ownership, why content should be NFT and, and why not just have Minecraft or any other centralized actor like add NFTs themselves. Now I think there's been a greater amount of education of like what what does it mean to to truly own assets to have like an economy in place that benefits the user first and create more opportunities for everyone involved more value for everyone involved uh, and also like, like it's impossible to have like a centralized actor who uh, who's had years and years of like. Um, digital asset with inflation no notion of scarcity to suddenly add scarce one and try to have like a consistent value system across both so sandbox is a more mature project uh, everyone see like the success of our land sale the success of the brand that are in like the first experience that are being built the communities that are using our tool to launch their own meetup their own event the number of projects being developed uh, under the game maker fund or supported by the foundation it's all taking shape progressively and more naturally um, uh, communities and creators are more inclined to, to take the approach of uh, launching an experience uh, within Sandbox, launching play to earn within Sandbox platform natively. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and then play to earn, but you also have like create to earn in the Sandbox, if I'm correct. Um, creator economy and play, play to yeah. earn. We, we consider it's Part, it's they are both part of like uh, like this digital economy in sandbox and all the new jobs that are being created uh, in the metaverse that that yeah. cover like architect, uh, game designer, fashion designer, artist, uh, creator, but also uh, like uh, event manager, community manager, virtual host, show performer creator of like virtual shows and performance even uh, commerce with transaction with uh, like real estate agents and um, you know more like finance related uh, product and byproduct around like those digital assets and of yeah. course players now like players can earn a revenue as they, the in-game items they earn are actually nfts and could be converted and sold on marketplaces wow um yeah this is really in my opinion, very visionary to um, to say that we will have jobs for people specifically through the metaverse. 
um, like real estate um, uh, sellers and 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 people, the creators, fashion designers. So that's uh, that that's great to hear. Um, and if you would have like one piece of advice for people that want to start with this, that are inspired by, by by your words here, but they don't know where to start, where what piece of advice would you give them, or in what direction would you point them? I always recommend to start uh, looking into um, the creation tools, try them out, whether VoxEdit or GameMaker. Um, yeah. Join the community, ask around uh, to the other uh, people already involved and whose life have been truly impacted by being yeah. into uh, the sandbox, contributing, etc. Follow the streams so you can learn. And as you learn more, you improve your skills. So that's something very common in our community actually we've seen a great amount of um, people who've never done video games before uh, and um, after the pandemic they totally changed careers they become builders they even open their own game studio or, or like builder studio metaverse architect studio fashion yesterday i had like an ima with a, uh, an artist a collective of artists who's doing fashion for avatars they are dropping their first collection for example their name is lady pixie but it's just one among so many uh cases actually like we have uh, we found um yeah indeed uh, I, I know the wine case um the wine on blockchain that also has like a piece of land in the in, in the sandbox and like explaining where the wine comes from then selling wine as nfts that you can convert to bottles that's a great use case as well it is. It's uh, it's really um, being a great use case for educating from all the way f- uh, with wife.io, uh, all the uh, the process of grape from yeah. farming it until wine production, selling, etc. I found it really interesting and a great showcase of how you can leverage a game maker and the metaverse to create something unique, but. There's so many verticals you'll find in Sandbox from like virtual concerts and performance, like art galleries and museums, games, uh, parkour, or other kind of multiplayer games with reward. Uh, it's a place like I think you'll never get bored into. And if as you're going to spend more time, and that time is actually valuable and being, you can turn that time into a revenue source. I, I do think there is a major major shift that's coming up where people will consider starting careers uh, directly into the metaverse rather than into the traditional um, uh, job i would say like physical job industry and they would be better um, their skills will be better rewarded as they contribute to populating that world uh, that's awesome yeah that's super cool um Maybe first, a little bit more technical question. What blockchain are you built on and, and which one would you recommend? Because we know that uh, the Sandbox was initially or is built on top of Ethereum, but you're also um, migrating some NFTs to Polygon. Or can, you, can you explain a little bit more like the blockchain and, and what would you would recommend to builders of today? Yep, we are definitely built upon uh, the Ethereum layer one. Uh, we've been... A contributor to the ERC-1155 standard as well, uh, together with Engine and Horizon Game. And now we're in the process of migrating uh, asset to Polygon Layer 2. 
progressively. First, we'll introduce send, then uh, the assets and the marketplace, and after uh, whole like publishing games uh, on land all in uh, layer two. Okay, so this will be on layer two, correct? And that will be on um, on Polygon. Yes. Okay, and and um, if you would recommend um, the next blockchain game builders to um, to build on a specific blockchain, would you recommend Polygon or would you recommend like other blockchains? Uh, what's your view on this today? With your experience? The it's a much difficult question than when we started upon because like there's a greater number of like blockchain which offer like uh nft native nft support and a whole ecosystem around it including marketplace uh, launch pads uh, etc which are key elements like you want to look at like an ecosystem perspective like are there enough application and services that will support the growth of my product or do i have to build every piece of like uh, every piece of it my on my own can I use also the ecosystem uh, both ways? First, to contribute to to drive new users to my product, but also like to bring more users towards the ecosystem through my product. So in the two, like a very healthy um, circle. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, like uh, in my position of Blockchain Game Alliance uh, president as well, I'm seeing much more options, which include like Binance Smart Chain, Polkadot, Solana. Uh, yeah. Flow, Tezos blockchain, um, and all of them have like serious both technical proposition and uh, ecosystem behind uh, to yeah. support creators. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, good answer. I, I, I believe as well. It's um, depending on the type of project that you have and the type of ecosystem that you're looking for. Um, based on that, you can um, decide on which blockchain you want to be built. And of course, keeping in mind the transaction fees and the transaction speed, but everything is moving towards um, very cheap and very fast transactions. So this um, this is great. You are we already talked a lot about um, the next generation of workers that will be employed by the metaverse. Um, you explained it with with a couple of examples. My question there would be: Is this for everyone? Would every person in every country, with um, yeah, in every tier? um be potentially employed by the metaverse or would that be mostly for countries with a lower income uh, like we see today with maybe the, the bounty hunters um that can live with a few dollars per day how, how do you see this to um to attract everyone to the metaverse so that's a that's a great question and i think in sandbox particularly we are not uh, only targeting like low tier country like uh, most of the creator in Sandbox that make uh, a revenue and a living uh, from uh, like what they create as a as artists or game studios, they are from really various countries that includes US, Canada, Taiwan, China, uh, Hong Kong, Japan, France, uh, and also Indonesia, Thailand, Philippines, while so, so it's a great mix. Uh, and the idea is Basically, I think in the metaverse, we we get a new chance uh, to, to really be rewarded for uh, your talent, for your skills, 
and not just based on uh, where you live, which education you have received, uh, what's the social condition of your parents or your social conditions, and so on. Meaning like at the end of the day, when you are an avatar into a virtual world and you build yourself your reputation because you are a great builder or a great fashion designer or just great event organizer into your land, People will just see you through the spectrum of your avatar, the NFT you own, and not like the person, you, your social condition and the country you're from. And I find that it's a great way to, to set, again, reset opportunities, get beyond uh, all this history of humanity that we're inheriting in a way. And we're inheriting, like, we don't have any choice upon that. Like, it's like what the action that, our country did centuries ago it impacted the way its economy is built now uh, why why should i be personally restricted uh, into my capacity to earn revenue and my chances to access uh, maybe like uh, the same chances as older entrepreneurs in other countries so in a way we, we feel like the metaverse is also a new digital nation where like people entering it and contributing it get uh, uh, more fair chances and us as the for now the, the the main operator of this platform before we fully go decentralized we're supporting this talent we're supporting this economy with our foundation and also like reinvesting 50 percent of any revenue generated through land sale or the royalties we collect to support creator to support play to earn and staking price which i think it's well, it's really significant. It's a high amount. You'll never find uh, this amount uh, into a centralized platform for sure. And that's also what makes Sandbox unique. Yeah, it is. Um, no, that's a great answer. It makes total sense um, to see this digital economy evolving. Um, that question on um, the brands, because you're we saw a lot of brands entering the metaverse and entering uh, the metaverse through um, or the sandbox metaverse, um, like with uh, um, the Snoop Dogg or uh, Red Dead Redemption, if I'm correct, or was it the, the Walking Dead? Sorry, Walking Dead. <laughs> so Walking that would Dead. be interesting to have uh, Red Dead Redemption <laughs> as well. Indeed, indeed. Oh, sure. um, how do you see? So when you talk with those brands, how are they today entering the metaverse? Do they have metaverse directors uh, working at their company? Do they understand the business value of the metaverse for them? Or do they see it today mostly as like a marketing um, action and, and, and because it's hot on the market? How? What's your experience with, uh, with brands today? It's a lot of education and, and it took us, it used to take us months, almost years to, to bring brands in. It's, it's a choice we made, like we wanted really to be part of like the one that educates brands about the opportunity into the metaverse, uh, what they could do in it and how uh, NFTs are not just, uh, should be considered as a new medium to engage and, and should consider bringing value over time uh, to the users who uh, engage into NFT rather than like just a quick uh, money grab that you do once and then have no more values and sitting as uh, collectible into user wallets. And some brands have been much more receptive and, and 
uh, onboarded to trust us. They love the idea of the virtual real estate. It speaks a lot to them. They also are very aligned with the idea of like user-generated content. That's something that uh, you'll find only in Sandbox. And I find it's, uh, it's a great value proposal since their fans, their community, even before considering uh, NFTs, they can already engage and create um, their own adventure, their own story, their own game, uh, their own content with um, our game maker. Yeah. And about the game maker. So the game maker is accessible on uh, via the website. Do you need to download um, a desktop application to build in a game maker? And how long would it take before you start mastering it and, and, and you can create your first first assets and NFTs with the game maker. Yep. yep. So, so it's a software built with Unity that you need to install on your PC. And uh, yeah. yes, Mac version is coming back soon as well. Okay. Um, we're, we're finalizing it. The It allows indeed anyone to create game experience without uh, any programming knowledge. So it's really a no-code tool. and. Uh, thought to be as much as accessible as possible um, to users. Um, and we've launched five game jam already in the past. We've launched a lot of uh, uh, contests, creation contests. We've seen like people who never made video games before, like quickly getting into, into it and being able then to create experiences and even become themselves like builders for uh, others. And that's, it's really impressive to see that like, once you provide, you build this kind of tool and, and you put them in the hand of uh, users, how they are like leveraging it and creating content that even our own team has no clue uh, how <laughs> how to do it ourselves. Like we're, we're so impressed uh, whenever awesome. we see on a daily basis what the community makes with uh, the tool, it's really, really encouraging. And I think the greatest reward we could see already, it's like seeing creators who can bring their ID to life uh, with our game maker, uh, thrive, make a living from it and more. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And when um, piece of advice for everyone listening here, follow the sandbox on uh, on Twitter because uh, the content that you share is really inspiring to see what the, the the metaverse will look like and what our future will look like and what digital working would look like and and, and creations as well. Um, except a question on the hype cycle because of course NFTs um, were very hot topic um, beginning of this year and and still are today and still growing. Where do you think we are on the hype cycle when it comes to metaverse and NFTs? Uh, because you have been in space for uh, for several years and, and, and you've seen the cryptocurrency hype cycle evolving. Um, where do you think we are now with, with NFTs and metaverses? Is it overhyped or is it still before the hype or are we past the hype and already seeing uh, the use cases that are here to stay? So we already seen a lot of hype uh, in the space and, and hype is good in my opinion. Hype yeah. brings attention. Hype uh, is enabling community to actually stand out, uh, be active and, and bring even more talent possibly, which in turn uh, is, uh, by, they are uh, contributing, etc. So we've seen two waves, uh, 
three waves, let's say, essentially. That last year, there was a lot of DeFi. That DeFi turned into uh, mostly NFT this year. It's been triggered with uh, Beeple, um, uh, $69 million yeah. uh, sale that essentially threw a lot of like artists into um, uh, NFTs, just artists, not, not, so they were like art, mostly one, one pieces, um, collectible. Then we saw uh, more toward the summer NFTs with avatar collections, uh, essentially like um, from Bored Ape, Me Beats, et cetera. It's accelerated and a lot of creators launched original collection of like images, images that became profile pictures uh, for yeah, many the, over social media. Project, yeah. And uh, what the community makes of those characters, how do they bring them to life uh, is really uh, based on like how um, it's interesting, first of all, uh, and it's interesting because it's um, shaping, in my opinion, the future of like how uh, IPs are being designed now nowadays. Like you start with the content uh, and the character, and then you develop the environment, the lore, the story around those characters collectively. Uh, the hype is important because then uh, it, it enables a community to actively uh, promote and engage and get even more uh, creative people and talent to uh, support uh, their vision. And uh, uh, it's within Sandbox, it also became a great use case uh, for us to push for the interoperability bridge, which uh, enables those um, communities uh, by like Board Ape, CyberCon, Gutter, Gat Kand, Gutter, Gang, Cat, sorry. Yeah. Um, Cat Gang, yeah. <laughs> and it, it, so Gat many. Gang, sorry. <laughs> and, and many other, Voxodeus as well, to to engage and create more uh, within Sandbox uh, for all their community, having a space where they can socialize and interact and build their own story. Uh, there is definitely um, an amount of research to be done on like who are uh, the people running those communities, like what their true motivation and their plan, their roadmap. Do they really have that capacity to execute on their plan? Those are not new things. Like, um, uh, still need to be careful on which project you choose to support and build. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah, indeed. Um, and we're going to see, what are we going to see next is basically NFT with yield. Uh, that's also the next, I wouldn't say a hype cycle, but the next big uh, shift towards uh, that we've seen in 2021 with the first play to earn games really working out at scale and uh, guilds and DAOs being built uh, on top of them to leverage the yield of uh, those games. So with YGG, uh, among others, uh, there's also like um, uh, Blackpool and a few other that are uh, collecting, playing those uh, games, farming the tokens, distributing them across users and more. So that I, I find that probably going to be the next major piece uh, in our ecosystem interesting interesting thought um and indeed i see some projects as well with a yield coming from nfts uh, especially because you you're a holder of a token of that ecosystem or that DAO. 
Um, so that's super cool. Um, I just wanted to, I have a few questions uh, left, but I wanted to share with the audience that they can also ask their questions in comments on uh, on every stream. Um, yeah, it's a new tool that we are testing, so I don't know if I, if I see the questions, but um, I didn't see them coming in. Um, if you have questions, just, just type questions in comment, and then we hope that we see them popping up. But otherwise, I, I still have a few questions for you, um, Sebastian, there is one. Um, okay, so we are trending or navigating towards a world where vir virtual contacts are becoming the standard. Um, at Vanley here, we're, we're all working remotely. Uh, we, we don't have an office anymore. Um, I believe at the Sandbox, you're 90% you remote as well. We are learning online. Um, we're setting up digital companies. Um, there's that play to earn economy. Um, so physical connections become unnecessary. I, I won't say a necessary in general, but a necessary to work or to learn or um, to have companies, etc. So in terms of human and social perspective, do you think that the metaverse is a good thing or you should be careful with spending too much time in a metaverse? I'm referring to the parents that tell their kids don't play games too much um, during the day. Uh, also play outside. Uh, what's your view on this? Your kids, are you empowering them to be in a metaverse as much as possible or are you limiting them? Interesting question. So, well, uh, I think like everyone choose um, the best way to, to embrace and, and just depending on your um, like culture and generation, you might be more, uh, because you're in the metaverse and you are less, um, uh, socially frigid. Uh, I don't know if that's mm -hmm. the exact term, but but like you know, you know, you can be more of yourself because then there's less inhibitors, and that could allow you to be more performant in the way you, you work. Sometimes you also need collaboration and people to be physically in physical space. So, so we have uh, that at Sandbox. We have reopened various offices uh, in across different location in, in Buenos Aires, in Paris, in Lyon, in Canada, in Korea as well, uh, based on what people wanted and to. Uh, but also, given the higher number of employees, it was also um, kind of necessary. But overall, in the metaverse, I'm convinced indeed that people will be spending more time, uh, more time either working, either working, playing, or, or socializing, or just earning an extra revenue stream. I don't see uh, necessarily a risk of spending too much time in it. Because it's not like video gaming where you're going to play like play straight same thing hours and hours. Like here is really like you have the same avatar, but you're going to spend a short amount of time into each experience, but each one is very diverse. So it's not repeating the same thing over and uh, over and over. I think that's something quite unique. Um, I I do believe that it's going to be interesting uh, and something that we haven't seen yet really taking shape. And, and the fact that it's happening, it's going to happen progressively is also an interesting phenomenon. Um, yeah, and about my kids, they are still too young <laughs> to, to touch screen, but like okay. uh, three and six. Yeah. I'm proud that I've been able to, to have them not watch any screen or any smartphone to date and have them enjoy reading books. Uh, yeah. first and foremost I think like there's still an age at which like the brain has to develop uh, and reading is still a very important skill 
whether you read on screen or on book, but they will start on time and I'm not too worried they will catch up fast <laughs> when yeah. I will let them touch these devices. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're in a good environment to uh, to learn fast. But like we were saying, like ed education could be done through the metaverse, like the the wine example. But I can imagine that history could be teached in the metaverse and then show. It the can, it can. Uh, dinosaurs. It, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of we've seen like a, gr a great amount of uh, like interactivity and more uh, thing that are can be experienced through this kind of application than. Um, and metaverse and virtual world than uh, books, of course. But, but my perspective is more like, like it should not be an excuse for you as a parent to, oh, you know what, I, I, I need free time. So, okay, let's give them to the screen and have the screen replace myself as yeah. a parent. That's all I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> so with good <laughs> parenting, uh, you can definitely uh, use screen and metaverse for your kids. Okay, good. Uh, we have one question um, from the audience. Um, Somebody is asking, question for Sebastian. When talking about open metaverse, connectivity is important. How important is the choice of blockchain in that concept, so in the concept of connectivity? And what elements need to be considered? And how do you see that evolve into two, five years from now? Definitely connectivity is important uh, and you will want to choose a blockchain that uh, you believe will still exist over the next two, three, five years. That's, uh, that's for us has been a must. And when we picked Ethereum back in, wait, that was uh, 2018, it was already existing as an ecosystem. It's been the one with the largest developer community around that can bring support uh, and, uh, and more. So for us, it was almost an obvious choice. But with looking at uh, currently, like most of the blockchain that were, we were looking at as well, I don't know, like EOS, Tron, they didn't necessarily continue to have the same level of traction and growth than um, uh, Ethereum over time. And that's really this legitimate question. Is the platform I'm building on going to, to stand the test of time, etc.? I'm not too worried that Ethereum will keep going uh, and being the, like the blockchain for uh, dApps and, and NFTs. They are older, as, as I mentioned before, like Binance, Smart Chain, Solana, Polkadot, which are strong ecosystem. And I'm Again, like the choice in 2021 is not as easy um, mm. as it was back then. Yeah, yeah, totally makes sense. Um, there's a lot more choice and, and possibilities. And um, yeah, it's more difficult to find a, a blockchain with a strong ecosystem uh, today. Well, thank you very much for, for all those answers. Um, we're almost at the end of this Venue Expert Talk. So again, yeah, big thanks uh, letting us picking your brain and asking you questions about everything Metaverse related and the Sandbox related. Uh, I have maybe one more question uh, of personal interest. Do you see the Sandbox or other Metaverses also going towards console um, like we see with gaming, like PC gaming, console gaming? Do you see those Metaverse going to console or even going to, I don't know, smart devices where you have your um sandbox avatar or 
always with you on a, maybe a smartwatch or something like that? Do you see opportunities there? I, I think like the device on which the metaverse runs at the end of the day will not matter so much. So obviously that like being omnipresent and allowing you to access from anywhere will be great. I don't know if there will be there are platforms you need to prioritize definitely like mobile and PC uh, I think are the two obvious choices um, and it will be great fun nice to have to have uh, more uh, accessibility across all yeah. those platforms um, make sure like you build it first with okay this is really aimed to 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 be the, the primary platform and we make sure like that primary platform already offers all the benefits, uh, all the value proposition that we've been describing into our white paper, promising our community, etc. Yeah. Before adding uh, extra development work, testing, etc. For yeah, maybe okay. minor uh, audience. Okay, that's that's a really good piece of advice for uh, for the builders out there. Um, so for people that that couldn't assist this live talk or that prefer to listen in the, in the car or traveling, we've uh, recorded the the entire talk, and you can find the Vendi Expert Talk podcast now on um, Spotify since last week and on Apple Music. Um, so again, Sebastian, thank you very much. Um, last really last question: If we uh, if if you should. Uh, say who we should invite for the next Fendi Expert Talk. Who would your pick be if you could choose like one person that you uh, look up to or that you uh, say, okay, this is a really good brain to uh, to pick on the Fendi Expert Talk. Who would that be? Uh, obviously, like um, Yatsu, the, the CEO of Animoca Brands, is a great, yeah. great evangelizer of everything NFTs. Cool. Yeah, that's definitely a, like a good, strong name. Um, and I believe he will be at NFT NYC as well. Um, for the people that want to meet Sepp, he's uh, super happy, I believe, because since a few hours ago, you got your approval to go to uh, to New York for the NFT NYC event. So people can uh, can meet Sebastian and, uh, and the Sandbox and learn more about Sandbox at the NFT NYC event as well. But um, otherwise... Follow them on Twitter, join the Discord, um, learn from builders, and just, yeah, take a dive into the metaverse and see where it brings you. Thank you very much, Sebastian, for, uh, for being here with us, and I hope to see or speak with you soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Jan, for the interview. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope it was instructing uh, for you and looking forward to see you either in the metaverse, in our community, or eventually in person in New York. Awesome. Thank you, Sebastian. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.